Blog Talk Radio. Black Hole Radio presents Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. With your hosts, Rudolph Muhammad and Yusuf Muhammad. There's a train of coming. You don't need no baggage. You just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the dealer coming. Don't need no ticket. You just thank the Lord. Train to Jordan Picking up passengers Coast to coast Faith is the key Over the doors and bottom Blessings, peace, and blessings. People get ready. There's a train to coming. You don't need no tickets. You just get on board. All you need is faith to keep the diesel running. You don't need no ticket. You just thank the Lord. In the name of the all-wise, true, and living God, the beneficent, the merciful, we thank him for Moses and the Torah, for Jesus and the gospel, for Muhammad and the Holy Quran. But we can never thank Almighty God Allah enough for his merciful intervention in the affairs of men in the person of Master W. Fahd Muhammad, to whom all praise is due forever. Thanking him for his wise choice in raising the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and leaving with us in this dispensation of time their extension and expansion in the person of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. In those three great yet humble names, I'm honored to greet the listening audience on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Once again, with the greeting words of peace, As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam, sir. 
Thank you, Brother Rudolph, for that wonderful return prayer. And for those who may be new, we welcome you, we welcome you, we welcome you to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. It's been a minute, as they say on the street, for the month of July, August, and September. We sort of took a sabbatical and uh, played the archives and prayed for all of you that uh, we would have life and life more abundantly, that we would return back together as soon as circumstances permitted. So we want to thank Black Hole Radio for their due diligence and getting us back on the line. We want to thank all of you, again, for the honor of your ear and the privilege of your presence. I don't know about you, but I'm just elated to as Our dear co-host said to me earlier, the band is back together. We say all praise is due to Allah. (laughs) I'm going to get out your way. I just wanted to welcome you, and I pray I show an attitude of gratitude on this program as I always strive to do. We can get into the content and the context after we hear from our dear co-host, Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad, who will welcome you and uh, proceed to give us what we need. Brother Rudolph? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All praises are due to Allah. All praises are due to Allah. Beginning all things in the name of the one God, the true and living God, the one who has 99 different attributes to his name. We are taught that Allah, Brother Rudolph, I don't know if you can hear me, but you may have dropped, beloved. Um, Sister Yvette, can I be heard? Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, if I can be heard, We apologize for the technical difficulties. We just ask that you be patient. I don't know what happened. Uh, In terms of that, I'm trying to troubleshoot as we speak. Thank you. Can everybody still hear me? Am I still on? I hear you right now, Brother Rudolph. You had dropped, beloved. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I'm back. And I I just said all of that to say I'm glad to be back. I'm glad Allah blessed me to make it back. I'm glad that he blessed you to make it back. I'm glad that he blessed our beautiful engineer that we're all back and we could be on the air this day and this time to do what thus saith the Lord. Tell the truth. Brother Yusuf. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. And again, to our listening audience, we thank you for your patience and understanding. We always say technology is great. It's just not an exact science. So we meet and overcome all obstacles in our path. And I pray I'm being heard clearly. So we just want to welcome our first-time listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And to our consistent and constant listeners, again, all of you, we thank you for the honor of your ear, privilege of your presence. Brother Rudolph, can I be heard? 
Without a doubt, without a doubt, loud and clear. Good, good. We just want to troubleshoot before we go any further as it's uh, 10 minutes after the hour, 4 Eastern Standard Time. For those who uh, may not know or um, may not have remembered, you can call in at area code 563-999-3089 and press the number one on your phone pad and speak to the engineer. The engineer will bring you in if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. Again, that number is 563-999-3089. And, of course, um, you can log on to blogtalkradio.com forward slash black hole radio, hole spelled W-H-O-L-E, forward slash DA4CP. So here we go. A few rules of engagement. First of all, the objective of this program, we want you to become self-reliant in taking appropriate action in response to any emergency. We need you to survive. And in the midst of this pandemic, this pestilence from heaven, it's a good question. How do we survive? Some of us have lost family members. Friends, may God be pleased with them. Colleagues, may God be pleased with them. Some of us have had family, friends, and colleagues uh, get the the virus and then get sick after taking the vaccines. Many of us are on different sides of how to heal ourselves, and so we hope to offer at least give you some resources that you can go deeper into your research because you're not going to get it in one particular program or not. But inshallah, Lord willing, hopefully we'll offer you something that you may see and you may make the decision what is clear to you. So, again, this program promotes public awareness and engages in public outreach to inform, educate, and train all people into how to uh, best prepare for, respond to, and recover from all emergencies. Our objective uh, is to ensure that everyone has a reasonable working knowledge of disaster preparedness and to help you to determine the best choices in any emergency response to avert danger and to save lives. Our vision here on disaster awareness for community preparedness is that each individual citizen, including every capable man, woman, and child, understand their personal responsibility for the safety of themselves, themselves, pardon me, their family, their neighbors, and the overall well-being of the larger community. Again, welcome, welcome, welcome. Certainly the virus and the vaccines are on the tip of the majority of the population's tongue today. We're still engaged with peculiar weather. We have been watching the news to see that many of our uh, international trade and commerce is being stuck out in the ocean. Lead water in Benton Harbor, Michigan. Oil spills, whether it's the Shell Oil Company or others, human trafficking, at a all-time high, and not under that, not only that, 
politically there are agencies that are supposed to protect children and unite families. Now they're snatching children from parents and hurting the community, according to various advocates. The black farmers, we into pharmacy, F-A-R-M-A-C-Y, not pharmacy as in big pharma. Black farmers have a lawsuit in Texas. They remain discriminated against. And, I mean, just it's so many things, brothers and sisters. You can take your pick. We oftentimes say whether it's education, entertainment, or uh, labor law, politics, economics, sex, religion, or war. You can take your pick. All of these activities of daily living we're being impacted by today. So as Brother Rudolph said, let's tell the truth and let me get out of your way and let Brother Rudolph take us deeper into the program. Brother Rudolph? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, you're doing it already, brother. you setting the tone. you the, you like that pace car for the Indy 500 going around <laughs> the track. Making sure everything behind you is in alignment, is in line, and, and is doing what it's supposed to do. Well, I'm going to try and follow the lead, as we say, and I'm going to try and stay on track. Uh, you know, I have adult ADD, so, you know, sometimes I just uh, uh, get, get off track and get, get, get carried away with myself, and I may be anywhere, but we, I, I'm going to try and stay on track. My wife is not around right now to, you know, to, to reel me back in. So there's no telling what may go on today. Woo! Yeah. Um, you know, I over the time that we've been out, uh, it's almost like I've been inundated with information. And there is such thing as information overload. There really is. Mm-hmm. Um, working in the field and being a a current and active practitioner, healthcare practitioner in this day and time, um, I, I, I'm right there on the front line with um, this uh, 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 um, debate, so to speak or debacle, really, um, vaccine uh, uh, um, virus and variant, Uh, you know, those three Vs. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say 75%, and and I'm using that figure very loosely, I I think it's actually lower. Uh, uh, I mean, it's higher than that. But just as a conservative number, I'll say 75% of the patients that we're seeing in the emergency room are fully vaccinated. 100%. And and so much so to we have to now ask during our triage of them, are you vaccinated? And which vaccination did you get? We're, so so there is documentation on this thing because it's not just us. It's in every emergency room across this nation. 
were doing the same thing. So they are documenting. They do have the actual facts and the raw numbers. They just choose not to produce them to the general public. But they know that uh, seven out of every ten people that come to the emergency room that, as we call it, pop positive for COVID-19 are either fully vaccinated or have at least one shot. They're lying to the American people saying that it's the unvaccinated that are causing the problem. And unfortunately, 85% of the population are going for the okie doke. And that's a shame. You know, uh, people, I implore you, I'm not saying that you have to be a scientist or that you even have to have a scientific mind. I'm just asking you to use the God-given common sense that your creator gave you. Here, let me throw this scenario at you. If it's five of us together and four out of the five are fully protected, let's say you have a full, uh, a full encapsulated suit on and we're going into a dangerous area and I'm the fifth person and I don't have the suit on, who is the one that's in danger? You that are fully encapsulated and have your protection, or is it me that is not protected? So if I'm the one that's at danger, then why are you worrying about it? Why are you worrying about whether or not I have protection or not? If you're fully protected, and if you're walking around fully protected, then that which protects you, why isn't that suit that you're wearing standing up to its claim that it's fully protecting you? Why is it that the very agent that's supposed to be protecting you has to get, um, uh, what, what, what do you call it, indemnification, mm. where, where meaning that they cannot be held liable if something happens to you after you using their product. Well, if you're saying that your product is superior to everything else that's out there, why not stand behind your product and put your money where your mouth is? But no, it's because you're lying. But this is the way that insurance companies and big pharma have gotten rich, filthy rich, over the Mm -hmm. years by being able to do something, put something out there, say something, whatever the case may be, and then not being able to be held accountable and responsible for their product. If Ford, GM, Chrysler, or Chevrolet put a car out on the road and it had major deficiencies and defaults, 
they end up having to do a recall of that product, and they have to make restitution to all of the people who got injured from their faulty product. So why is the government any less responsible than the car makers? Every product that's out there, the Food and Drug Administration, the agency that is supposed to certify whatever food or drug is going into circulation is safe and harmless for the American people. Why have they not done their job that they are supposed to do and um, 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 fully, fully declared that either these things are safe or they're not. You can't straddle the fence lest you get castrated when you fall. So you have to pick a side lest you will be chosen for a side because as we, as it is said, we are at war. This is an act of war being declared against a people, whoever those people may be, for your government to try and force you to take something into your body that you, A, don't want to take, but, B, they already know is harmful to you and for you, for their benefit, they want to try and bully you and strong-arm you into taking it. And then when you do and you get sick, then they want to throw their hands up and say, well, we're not responsible. Uh, You know, it's just that simple, family. It's just that simple. It gets a lot more technical as you look at it and you look at what is actually in the vaccines and what they are designed to do, oh, that's the technical part, and that's where you're going down the rabbit hole, like with Alice in Wonderland. Brother Yusuf? No, we thank you, Brother Rudolph, for giving that uh, report, that overview concept from your vantage point. Again, we encourage our listeners to call in at 563-999-3089 or log on to blogtalkradio.com forward slash blackholeradio, W-H-O-L-E, forward slash disaster awareness for community preparedness. Why? Because Brother Rudolph has his boots on the ground. And um, if his uh, report and statistics are any different than uh, what's being recorded nationally, I know many of our listeners here are healthcare professionals. We encourage you to call in and let us know what's going on from your vantage point where you are anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world. You know, um, as he said, he's just giving you as he sees it and then going deeper into it, then, you know, we could be, again, on this area or on this subject for two hours straight, and we plan on doing it in the future, but since this is our 
maiden voyage since we've been on sabbatical for the last two months. Uh, we just wanted to come back and reacquaint ourselves and reacquaint you with what it is we share with you in order that you might make the proper decision. Now, one of the things in terms of uh, the vaccinated versus the non-vaccinated, it's almost politically being shaped by politicians and by the media, the for and against, like one's the enemy of the other. Well, you form your own opinion on, on that, as Brother Rudolph just said. But let's deal not necessarily with the enemy, E-N-E-M-Y, but let's deal with the enemy, I-N-N-E-R-M-E. How do we build, build up our enemy, our immune system, to battle ourselves against this virus, these vaccines, these variants? Uh, Brother Rudolph, I know we talk about how to eat to live, which is yes, critically sir. important, so that we give an, our, our bodies a chance to naturally cleanse itself one meal a day and fasting intermittently. We thank Allah for the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. That's right. He gave us the books, How to Eat to Live, Volume 1 and Volume 2. We thank Allah for the Ministry of Health and Human Services and the practitioners who are promoting uh, positive health, natural health, getting your immune system up so that your natural antibodies can fight uh, this, this pestilence, if you will, from the inside out versus just, just take a shot. They say a vaccine, but then again, when you get into the technicality of it all, is it really a vaccine? Right. Rushed and shout out to all the practitioners who have done the research, who are doing the science, who are giving us a viable alternative because we know mainstream media, Big Pharma, is paying them off. We know Big Pharma has uh, uh, what you call lobbyists on Capitol Hill that are paying people off. No, we're saying look into the viable alternative. And I know Brother Rudolph and I are definitely saying don't take it. But, you know, that's <laughs> on you. That's on you. You just won't be able to come back and say to us, well, why didn't you give us the reason why? Right. So, of course, how to eat to live is one thing. You may or may not be familiar with the book. If not, go to store.finalcall.com and order your copies so you can become more familiar. But you're familiar with exercise, and everybody, you know, is on the level that they're on. But if we just start with walking one foot in front of the other. Yes, sir. Get up and walk to the corner and back. Start with that. Then maybe walk around the block. Start with that. Right. Then go from a quarter mile or eighth of a mile to a quarter of a mile to a half a mile, working your way up to it. Just walking, something that simple. If you have access to a swimming pool or recreation center, go there and utilize 
whatever features they have at the center so that you can get your cardio up, your respiratory system up. These are just some of the things without taking drugs. I know, I know. You might not have walked in quite a while, but if you just put (laughs) one foot in front of the other, Right. You just never know how far you can go. <laughs> right or wrong. Yes, sir. Put the keys down. If your weather permits where you live, get on a bicycle. I know. That's a sign in that. A struggle for balance. <laughs> get your gluteus maximus up on that bicycle and balance. <laughs> I mean, you can do the one in your home, but it's best to go out in the community so that you can deal and, 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 and get some of that vitamin D from God's son. Right. You see, let it kiss your melanin. You see, get your cardio up. Struggle for balance on that bike to get one block, two blocks, half a mile, two miles, four miles, six miles, and then come back home and shelter in place. These are just natural Remedies, if you will, natural therapies, I'll say, that can assist in you getting your antibodies up. I just wanted to share that, Brother Rudolph, how to eat and live, exercise, right? And also, brothers and sisters, I know in the midst of this mad world, do your best to have positive thoughts. Right. Reaffirm that you're here for a purpose. And when you reaffirm that you're here, you're here for a purpose. Make it personally. Not your husband, not your wife, not your children. You, I, am here for a purpose, meaning you have a function. You have a gift. You have a talent. You have skills. You have knowledge and abilities that, like your fingerprint, no other human being of the 7.5 billion human beings on the planet Earth has. So always right. have positive thoughts, and this will help us. This will help us, Lord willing, get to the next day and strengthen our immune system, not necessarily focusing on the inner me from the outside, but the inner me from the inside. And I'm not that smart, Brother Rudolph. I heard Denzel Washington say that the other day. I said, man, I can teach you on that. It's <laughs> not the inner me necessarily. Hey. It is. But it's that inner me first that we got to conquer. So I'm going to give it back to you, Brother Rudolph, and thank you, Brother, for giving me this opportunity. Yes, sir. Now, you were smart enough to know that you heard something that was good and good for you and is good for me and is good for our people, and you were able to and utilize it and put it in that fine language that you understand and know how to use it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm going to stay right there with it. Yes. We're talking about how to combat this um, uh, uh, flood of propaganda or negative propaganda in this day and time because a lot of people are so stressed out that, hell, they don't have to worry about COVID-19 they having mental breakdowns just because they sitting around worrying about, you know, whether they're going to get it or what's going on. No, all you have to do is, you know, 
in a very practical way, a very real way. We have to go about our lives uh, and our daily tasks. We have to do that. Um, But don't be consumed with that one-eyed idiot box called the television. Don't let yourself be consumed with social media and all the things that are on it. Um, You get up in the morning after you make your prayers and thank your God for giving you another day in his wonderful creation called life. Do a little meditation, reading the scriptures, and then, as you said, Brother Yusuf, a little meditation on with the inner me, not the enemy, because actually it could be one and the same. The inner me, I N N E R M E could very well be the E-N-E-M-Y. Yes, very well could be. If you're not actively engaged in a process that is proactive and productive, then yes, you could be your own worst inner me because then you're being used as a tool and a fool for something that's negative and destructive against yourself, thereby being your own worst enemy. So, yes, watch the news program early in the morning for no other reason just to get a gauge of what's going on and then shut it off and then maybe watch it again late at night just again to stay abreast on what is going on locally, globally, nationally, and internationally, and then again, shut it off. And throughout the day, find yourself getting out and getting into some of the sunlight so that the natural sunlight can help to do its job inside of you and I, and it can help to cause the chemical reaction that needs to go on under our skin, inside of our bodies, by activating the um, I'm trying not to get Nicole. I'm trying to be very practical in what I'm saying. But it, it, it's like you put ingredients on the stove in a pot and you're trying to make soup or you're trying to warm up a meal. In order to do it, after you put the stuff in the pot, you must turn the heat on under the pot so that heat can generate the reaction from the chemicals inside the pot 
as they are raised in temperature and causes the molecules and atoms to then move around at a faster rate of speed and you stir the pot to mix everything up and get it into a a harmonious um, combination so that it benefits your palate and it benefits your whole body. Well, it's the same thing with the sun. When the sun, the rays of the sun strike your skin at any point causes a reaction with your cells directly up under the skin where it has struck it, and it causes the cells to begin to rotate and revolve at a terrific speed. And it causes them to start to churn. And as they churn, as they turn, they're mixing what's inside of the cell, causing it to now be alive and well. And each cell is designed to do something different in the body. And the job that it was designed to do from the time you were born, now it can get it done because you have given it life power by allowing the sun to heat it up, mix it up, and stir it up. So we have to get out into the sun for periods, certain periods of the day. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Some people talk about, well, I can't go out into the sun because I'll get sun cancer. That is a whole different subject for another show. That statement right there lets you know that there is a major problem going on with you. Um, But, you know, everything in moderation, too much of and will kill you. So I'm not telling you to become a sun worshiper. But get out and bathe in it so that it can do what it needs to do and activate the melanin that's already in you from the time you were born. And so it can do what it was designed to do. And as Brother Yusuf said, uh, uh, again, in a very practical way, a very real way, you want to know what can you do about it. You're not a scientist. You're not the FDA. You're not the CDC. You're not uh, uh, um, any of those big scientists in a think tank, and you're, you won't know Newton's law of gravity or, uh, or, or relativity or the equation and all of that stuff. No. Get the book How to Eat to Live, book one, and read it from cover to cover. And have a dictionary with you and a piece of paper. And when you get to a word that you don't understand, stop reading. And open up the dictionary and find out what that word means. Parse the word, as they say, so that you can get the proper understanding of that word, so you can get the proper meaning of what you just read for the benefit of yourself 
and those around you and just read the book page after page. It is written in such a way that you don't need anyone really to interpret what it's saying. It's its own interpretation. And then just follow what it says. Just do us a, 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 what they, what they, a DYI experiment. You know, everybody's doing this DYI stuff now. Uh, do it yourself stuff. Yeah, well, do it yourself. Do your own experiment on you and just follow what it's saying for 30 days and see how your body responds, reacts, and how you feel, and you'll be the best witness as to whether or not what's in that book is the truth or a lie. So, yeah, just get the book and open it from page one and start reading it and just start implementing what you can implement, what you understand of it. Start implementing that into your life. Start getting out and getting a little sun every day. Like Brother Yusuf said, get out and do a little exercise. Get up off the couch, put the remote control down, put the key car keys on the table, go outside and actually walk. Walk to the corner, walk around the block, walk four or five blocks in each direction, and then come back. And then drink some water, some good, clean h Get that up in your system. Not soda pop, not juice, not coffee or tea, plain old water. Get that into your system to help flush and clean out your system. And then abstain from food and drink for a certain period of time to give your body a chance to cleanse itself from all the impurities that we put in our bodies on a daily basis. These are very practical things that we can do to help ensure our own immune system has a fighting chance against the stuff that you have no control over. Brother Yusuf? Well, thank you, Brother Rudolph. It's interesting because you you read my mind. You know, back, um, you know, I don't know if our listening audience knows, but back at the end of August, uh, Sister Minister Dr. Ava Muhammad posted a special presentation on COVID-19, the practical steps for self-care, what you can do to protect yourself. And so, We were blessed to hear from my dear sister, Dr. Sophia Shabazz out of Philadelphia, our brother, Dr. Akili Muhammad out of Houston, our sister, Sister Anissa out of Los Angeles, and others that were engaged in a Zoom meeting back in August, again, on COVID-19, practical steps for self-care, what you can do to protect yourself. And, um, you know, let's let's take it a little further. Um, if, in fact, you have not, you've been blessed not to have uh, attracted or contacted 
the virus and you're vaccine-free or not, what about a just-in-case medicine cabinet, a COVID kit, if you will? Now, I'm going to name about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that we were given as a base. And, Brother Rudolph, if you can take it further of what you hear and why we should have these items, then I think it would be beneficial for our listening audience. Again, brothers and sisters, feel free to press one on your star pad, and the engineer will bring you in for any questions, comments, or concerns. Uh, And then many of our listening audience are also subject matter experts, so if you would call in and offer what you know, that can help our listening audience. But the seven uh, preventive maintenance, if you will, is a medication called ivermectin. Ivermectin is something you have to get prescribed from a doctor. And then we'll go further into that. But vitamin D3, this is over-the-counter vitamin you can purchase. Vitamin C, quercetin, and I pray I'm pronouncing it properly, Brother Rudolph, quercetin, starts with a Q, Q Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. Zinc is another you should consider. Melatonin, and believe it or not, last but not least, mouthwash or gargle, whatever you call it, you know what I'm talking about. All of these things can help us get through the storm. You may consider it a just-in-case medicine cabinet, a COVID kit, if you will. Brother Rudolph? Yes, okay, yes, sir. Every one of those items that you just said, brother, are vitally important to have because they will help your immune system to do its job. They will give your body a fighting chance against an enemy that you cannot see, you can't smell, you can't taste, you can hardly defend yourself against because you don't know where it is and where it's coming from or how it's attacking you or when it's attacking you. Just know that it is always around and it's always attacking you. Like the cartoon used to say when when we were growing up, when some of us watched it, Sadwa Fair is everywhere. Yeah, well, that's COVID-19. Yeah, it's everywhere. It, 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 it's people that you least expect. It's in places that you wouldn't even imagine. It's on surfaces. There's no telling where it is, so it's all around. So the best thing to do is to be practical. Yes, taking vitamins and supplements will help your immune system beef itself up to do the job it needs to do. Vitamin C, vitamin D3, and the mineral zinc, those vitamins and minerals 
when once inside your body, once inside the cells of your body, fortify your cells and give them the added oomph that they need to help fight off any, any enemy that uh, threatens to do harm to your body. The ivermectin, now there's a lot of um, stuff in the news about it. You have these people talking about, oh, ivermectin is for animals. It's, it's not for humans. Well, there are two types of ivermectin. There is ivermectin for cattle and for animals, and there's ivermectin for humans. So know that, first of all. So that's one of their lies. Um, you can just get rid of that. And uh, think about this. A report, which I, I think I sent it to you, Brother Yusuf, there was a report out that two-thirds of our elected officials are using ivermectin on a daily basis, mm. but then they're telling the general public that it's not good, don't use it. You know, Imagine it, that. Yes, sir. It came out in a, a report um, amongst the um, uh, uh, I, I don't remember whether it was the Senate or the House of Representatives. It was one of the larger bodies uh, uh, of Congress, the elected uh, officials. Um, it came out in one of their sessions. Um, I'm going to see if I can find that article again that was sent to me, and I'll send it back out so that everyone can read it. Um, they know what the truth is, they're just keeping it from you and I. Make no it's mistake. Interesting. It's very interesting, Brother Rudolph. Here where I am in the southeastern part of Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia Beach, the seven cities, Hampton Roads, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's it's, you know, hit or miss if you can get a doctor to prescribe it for you. But if you even get a doctor to prescribe, and we're doing our research, and we have a few. The um, what you, I guess, would call the mainstream drug chains, are saying they can't issue it, right. or they don't have it. It's almost scripted that they're saying you could even have the prescription, but as I understand it, many of the Drug chains, drug store chains down here are saying, well, we don't carry it. So, yeah, it's something real fishy about this ivermectin and who's taking it and who has access to it and how you get access to it and the, the, the propaganda that surrounded it in terms of the media. Like you said, the animal and the human, the, there is a difference. So I just wanted to add that on to that because you kind of led me to think about that, and I certainly wanted to share it, but I thought it was a good opportunity to to add on to what you were saying, augment what you were saying, big brother. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. And, and it's like that everywhere. But mm. that's how you know that there's mm -hmm. some fishy in the water. That's how you know that that, that, that yeah. 
<laughs> That's how you know that, hmm, hmm, as Arsenio Hall used to say, things to make you go, hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you start scratching your head. What is it about this stuff that, uh, um, like you said, it's almost scripted in their response to you. It's like somebody has called them and gave them the script. Just say this to them when they come mm-hmm. asking you about this. That's right. You know, everybody is saying the same thing at the same time. But obviously there's something to it because why would it be that kind of response then? Why would, exactly. they, why would they even care if it wasn't good for you? Why would they care whether you got it or not? You know, just think about that. Mm-hmm. That's you right. Know, Imagine so, that. Yeah, so, you know, a, a little paranoia is good for you in this day and time that we live in. A little paranoia may save your life. And, and, and what they call paranoia, it's not really paranoia in the negative sense of the word. It's just being aware of your surroundings and conscious of the time that we're living in. The Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan did a series called The Time and What Must Be Done. In the Holy Quran, there's, uh, uh, um, you know, a verse, a surah that starts off. It says, by the time, by the time, you know, so it's, urging us to be aware, take stock in the fact that time is a factor, a major factor, that sometimes we lose sight of. And time is one of those things that you and I cannot control. And once you lose time, you can never make it up. Sometimes we're trying to go on a trip and we get behind time on the highway, so we want to go press down a little harder on the accelerator and cause the car to go faster, exceeding the speed limit, um, because we think that we're going to make up for the time that we've lost. You can never make up for lost time. So get that notion out of your head. Once time is gone, it's gone. So... Just understand, family, that all of these things are here, are done for a reason, and this information that we're giving out to you again, what Brother Yusuf and I believe, we believe. Where the vaccines are concerned, and now I'm going to speak for Brother Rudolph, to everyone that's listening, equivocally, undeniably, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on July the 4th said, do not take the vaccine. And so that's it for me. No ifs, ands, and buts, no explanation needed. Although, you know, if you press me, I may give you an explanation just because that's the type of person that I am. But like where my job is concerned, we've already had that discussion. 
it's not debatable. It's no, not discussable. It, it's not a topic that I ever want to entertain again. I spoke to my HR people. I spoke to my direct supervisors. I'm not. Don't even bring the subject to me again. It's just that simple. I just stand on it like that. And if that means I lose the job, then I lose the job. But I still have my life. And as sure as God, you know, protects and provides for the sparrows of the air, I know that he'll provide for me. Go ahead. And it's not even something that I believe. I know it. Because he's already done it. All I have to do is take stock and just play the rewind button in my mind and look back over my life and what I've been through and where I am today. And so he's already proven to me that he will, even when I step out in front of him and do something stupid and foolish, he's still provides for me. So how much more will he provide for me if I'm obedient to him and to his messenger and his warner? If I follow his guidance, how much more will he provide for me? So, you know, that's another subject for another show. I just figured I'd put that declaration out there for everybody that's listening so you know exactly where I'm coming from, where this um, thing is concerned. I am not taking the vaccine. And what, what, what it takes, as for me and my house, Go ahead. we will serve the Lord. That's right. And, you know, and, and, and we in my house have had that discussion. My son works in the emergency room with me, and the subject comes up amongst them all the time. And, you know, my son is young, you know, so at times I just have to pull his coattail, you know, and just whisper in his ear and remind him who he is. Your name is Ishmael Muhammad. You're not Josh McGillicuddy. You're not Rodney Culpepper. You're not Melvin Brewster. You're not Richard Roundtree. You are Ishmael Muhammad, born into the nation of Islam, born into a culture and a way of life. Don't give up your birthright to assimilate with those who are Children of a lesser God. Hey, I think that was a movie or a book or something, wasn't it? Uh, you teach it, beloved. When you said don't give yeah. up, you took me right into Robert Nesta Marley. Get up, stand up. Stand up yeah. for your rights. Get you up, stand yeah, up. Don't give that. up this fight. No, yeah, I'm yeah. Yeah, Thank you, know. brother, for your testimony. Yeah, for being transparent. You know you got me on the edge of my seat. Uh, just by saying by the time 
and you said it twice, and you know how we say it on the street, but you ain't got to tell me twice. By the time, <laughs> right. surely That's man right. is in loss, except those who believe and do good and enjoin one another to truth and enjoin one another to patience. So that's all we're trying to do here, brothers and sisters, on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. We can tell you the time. It's 5.02 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but no, we're talking about a deeper time. We're talking about a time that I think in the Bible, for those of you who are students of Scripture in the Bible, it says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. And those of you who may classify yourself as Muslim, you know that the Holy Quran says we're living in a time where evil is fair-seeming. So certainly, you know, when you hear the testimony of Brother Rudolph being transparent, beautiful. Why is it beautiful? Because he not only talks to talk, he walks to walk. He has over 30 years of the emergency medical service profession in his blood, not to mention all the other blessings that the God he's talking about has blessed him to be a servant in. I don't talk about myself, but just in case you did not know, I have over 30 years yes, sir. in the fire service, fire rescue service. And so, you know, we're not just talking from the hip. We're just not pontificating from the lip. We walk in the walk. We talk in the talk, but we walk in the walk. We can give That's you right. the health care disclaimer that, you know, this program and its services do not constitute the practice of medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're just trying to give you a viable alternative so then if you have to go to your health care provider for diagnosis and treatment, you'll be properly armed at least you won't be able to say that Brother Rudolph and Brother Youssef on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness didn't you offer viable alternatives in this critical time. This is a serious moment. Again, we spent the first hour just re, you know, I guess it was Jay-Z, allow me to reintroduce myself. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> But yes, you're familiar sir. with Brother Rudolph and his, you know, expertise, his intellect, his acumen, his humor. You're familiar with Brother Yusef, my intellect, my humor, my ability to want to reach out and use these airwaves, our ability to want to reach out and use these airwaves, knowing that no one else on the planet can use it the way we're blessed to use it, and we thank Black Hole Radio, their staff, the family, the nuclear and extended family, all of you on the line who have supported us for years, that we're willing to risk our life so that others may live. And so we pray that what we've shared with you in the first hour regarding the virus, the vaccines, and the variants has been... Uh, to you in terms of practical application. It's been beneficial to you. And again, we encourage you to press one on your star on your phone pad 
Star One or to bring you into the studio that uh, we can carry this last half hour the way Almighty God Allah wants us to carry it. Again, in terms of resources, you can go to uh, the Final Call newspaper that comes out every week. There's articles in there as it relates to why we must not take their uh, their experimental COVID-19 vaccinations. Um, it has to do with population briefs, if the truth be told, in this week's article. You can read it for yourself and, and weigh it for yourself. Again, shout out to the medical scientists, virologists, uh, epidemiologists, all of those allergists that are working hard to sustain life, that we might have life and life more abundantly versus just taking a shot, thinking that it's really going to help us when the final analysis, it may really hurt us. So, again, brothers and sisters, it's uh, 5.07 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so much is happening in the news. Um, Brother Brother Rudolph, you're there in that Michigan area. Have you gotten any intel on the lead water, Benton Harbor? Or before we go to that, is there something else that you believe that uh, we may not have addressed uh, today relative to the virus, the vaccines, and the variants, feel free to, you know, close that out as we move forward into other news with views we pray you can use. Oh, no, sir. We, I think we've, uh, we, we could beat that drum for the variant, the virus, and the vaccines. We could beat that the entire two hours and still not scratch the surface. So I think we've talked about that enough. Yeah, let's move on to other current events. You know, um, the lead in the water crisis in Benton Harbor is as bad, if not worse, than Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. It has been for some time. It has just not received the media's attention the way Flint, Michigan has. And on that note, sidebar, uh, let's give a shout-out and congratulations to our sister Audrey Muhammad. She um, was sworn in, uh, I think, October 1st for a three-year term. She's uh, on one of the um, board of trustees or a trustee of the uh, uh, on the board of the Flint Library. Um, there in Flint, Michigan, and she's one of those entrusted to ensure that the library, one, stays open, two, stays relevant, and that the funds are not mismanaged so that the library can do the job that it is designed to do in the community there in Flint, and those that need to utilize the library will have access to it and have the best access to the information that they are looking for to do whatever it is that they need to do. So, again, our sister Audrey has been duly sworn in to that position, 
for the next Beautiful. three years. So let's just, you know, give her our prayers because we know when you're entering into that arena, that ha- comes with its own set of challenges. Um, so she will need not just the protection of Almighty God Allah over her, she will need the support of her family around her. I just wanted to put that out there. Um, Beautiful. No, congratulations. Congratulations to Sister Audrey Muhammad. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, what, what our brother is, the brother Marcus, is the mayor of Benton right. Park. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, he's in that arena also. So he needs our prayers and our support, too, because, again, he's swimming in the cesspool with the rest of the crabs, uh, uh, catfish, uh, 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 um, shrimp, lobster, Mm -hmm. and all of the other um, bottom feeders, sea urchins that, yeah, yeah, that inhabit the swamp. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so he, he needs our and our prayers as well. But, yeah, here in uh, this area that I'm in, and, 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 you know, coming from the East Coast, I come with the East Coast state of mind. And you know Mm -hmm. how we are on the East Coast, you know, we think a little differently than the rest of the country. Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. We walk a little differently from the rest of the country. We speak very differently from the rest of the country. And so I'm constantly chided and reminded of the fact that – Dorothy, you're not in Kansas anymore, you know. <laughs> constantly <laughs> reminded. I, you know, I kind of I feel like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz sometimes, you know. Things are just kind of strange out here, you know. But um, Best to believe, brother. I don't have no high heels, but I got some red sneakers. I'll be clicking my heels, brother. <laughs> Right. Telling There's you, no brother. place yes, like Brooklyn. There's no place like <laughs> that side. That's right. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. So, but, yeah, um, you know, it's a lot going on out here in the central region, you know, in Michigan, uh, politically and culturally. Cult- on the culture note, Michigan's only black HBCU that they've ever had closed years ago. They are looking to reopen it and turn it into a free college for students who are interested in the area and the field of design. Um, They announced that on the news earlier this week. So, I, I'm actively uh, seeking out those who made the announcement to see how I could be of service to them with, you know, what I do on the campus and for the students in the way of teaching disaster preparedness, teaching medical science and uh, medical response and health and fire and life safety. So that's something that's going on in this region, Brother Yusuf. 
Beautiful. What's the name of that school, brother? You, uh, brother Rudolph. Brother, I'm gonna have to get it to you. Um, okay. Okay. I'll get it no, to you I, before the show is over. Yes, sir. When you say HBCU, uh, I want to give a shout out to Norfolk State University, who's yes, sir. Uh, Hold on, Brother Yusuf. Stop right there. Hold on. Let that sink in for a second. People wonder why I'm getting all rowdy. They're going to realize our history with uh, Norfolk State, brother. They're going to realize it. They're going to realize it. That's right. Shout out to the green and gold. <laughs> Behold, the green and gold. Yes, sir. Uh, brothers yes, sir. and sisters, uh, they are uh, uh, this weekend uh, having homecoming weekend. So shout out to all the alumni who will come back and uh, engage with the student body. Shout out to my uh, my great niece, I believe she is, Sister Halima, who was a freshman this year at Norfolk State, carrying on the legacy of many family members that I have who have attended Norfolk State, including my wife and myself. And uh, so just wanted to give a shout out. When you said HBCUs, that's what came to my mind. Yes, sir. And while we're, while we're on that, in terms of uh, celebration, I want to step back a week or two ago and say happy birth anniversary to the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. Yes, sir. And this weekend also represents, I believe, the 24th year, 26th year anniversary of the Million Man March. Million Man March, yes, sir. That's yeah, 26. Right. We're in 2021. It took place on a Monday, October 16th, 1995. Yes, sir. Long live the spirit of the Million Man March. So when you talk about disaster awareness for community preparedness, you know, I'm still the pastor of disaster. So, you know, that scripture <laughs> that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan dropped out on a that we should burn in our hearts along with the pledge that the men took that day and the right. eight steps of atonement that day was Second Chronicles 7 and 14. For if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray <laughs> and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive them of their sins and heal their land. So when you talk about disaster awareness for community preparedness, all of the above, Second Chronicles 7 and 14, all of the above, the eight steps of atonement, a perfect union with the law and self. What's those eight steps? First of all, the minister being a virtuoso musician, violinist, he likened it unto an octave, Brother Rudolph. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. So the first yes, note sir. and the last note is the same note, only an octave higher. Right. Eight notes, eight steps. Point out your wrongs and your faults, number one. Number two, acknowledge them, your points, excuse me, your faults and your wrongs. Number three, confession. Remember our dear brother, may Allah be pleased with brother Abdul Hafiz Muhammad. He used to always say confession is good for the soul. Yes, sir. Number four, repentance. He 
These are all action items, brothers and sisters. I'm just not calling out these names, these points that the minister gave us October 16th on a Monday, a day of absence, a day of organization and mobilization. But let me get back to the points. One, point out the wrongs and the faults. Two, acknowledge them. Three, confession. Four, repentance. Five, atonement. Six, forgiveness. All action items. Seven, seven is that lead tone. Reconciliation. And eight, your octave high, a perfect union with Allah and self. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti. Do, isn't that beautiful? That's the disaster awareness for community preparedness. And again, the pledge, I don't have it in front of me, but trust and believe it's written (laughs) on my heart. It's written on my heart that what we do is for ourselves, our family, and the betterment of our communities. I remember this. He say, I say your name. Right. Yusuf Muhammad. Pledge to strive to love my brother and sister as I love myself. I say your name. Rudolph Muhammad. Pledge to strive. Huh? To build That's schools, right. hospitals. Housing, buy farmland, and enter into international trade and commerce for the good of myself, my people. And let me stop, Brother Gouda. I'm just, you got me all hyped up, brother. Don't, don't stop, brother. Don't stop. Yeah, I mean, this is a whole different level of disaster awareness for community preparedness. Praise be to Allah. Somebody is on, I believe. Is there Mike live? Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. Uh, Sister Juba, are you here? Is that my dear yes, sister? Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome, my well, queen. Welcome to Long Family. It's so good to hear your voices. Likewise. Uh, I just want to say congratulations to the sister, Audrey Muhammad, in uh, her new position. Um, I'm sure that she will do wonderful work. I, I wanted to mention earlier when uh, you and Brother Rudolph were talking about um, caring for yourself throughout this test time. Uh, I wanted to say also that it is so important that we get rest, that we get sleep so that our body can do what they need to do. We can do a lot of things, but if we don't get rest or enough rest, then all of what we do uh, will not be maximized. And that's one of the things I wanted to share. And I came back in because Brother Rudolph started talking about Brooklyn, which is my home, and I just couldn't resist <laughs> getting back on the line. <laughs> St. Martin Franklin. <laughs> so, go ahead, go ahead. Yes, St. Martin Franklin. So I, but I'm in Raleigh. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina now, and have been here for many years, and there's a lot of work that, that it needs to be done, and it work needs to be done everywhere. But I just wanted to jump in and say it is important that we rest, that we take some time to rest. And sometimes um, relaxing is different from rest. You know, mm. relaxing is different from sleep. That's so right. Right. I'm talking about sleeping when I say rest. No, no, and we need to do that. 
that's all I wanted to say. And thank you both brothers for um, committing to this program. It's a wonderful, wonderful program. And, uh, oh, one thing real quick, if I have a moment. I have a little um, little Rona rap that I taught my children in school, and it's very simple. We sing it, but I'm just going to say it. Everybody's talking about the Rona. If you get it, you can be a goner. So wash your hands, keep a mask on your face, make sure you stay in a spiritual space. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh. Beautiful. The children are singing it, and it's just a reminder for them. And, they, you know, they shared it with their parents, and uh, I think it's, it's some because they learn a lot of things through little songs that, that I come up with, and um, all praise due to Allah, and they remember them. So that's all I wanted to say for your work. Salam alaikum, and wonderful you. Million Man March anniversary. Yes, ma'am. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you, sister from Brooklyn. <laughs> you take care of yourselves. Be well. Thank you. You as well. They come Brownsville. Never ran, never will. Here we go. I know. I know. Sister Juba, thank you so much, so much, so much for offering not only yes. that rest, the importance of rest and the difference between rest and relaxation. You yes. know, oftentimes I say to people when I believe that they need rest as I'm having conversations with them. And first of all, you you know, you talking to two brothers who, though we <laughs> preach rest, <laughs> the way we get it, nobody understands it, really. Nobody I understands hear you. it. You I know, hear we you. fall into a trance, and then, you know, we take a minute vacation, and we up to the next on to the next That's one, right? So, yeah, thank you so much for you know, offering that to us as co-hosts and to our listening audience. That's critically important. You know, oftentimes I say from a musical standpoint that in every composition there's always a rest in a measure somewhere in the song. So, yeah, that's critically important. And that Rona rap is the bomb.com. That Rona rap is the bomb. And they have they do the little motions. They put the mask, you know, on their face. They look like they put a mask on their face. And when they say, make sure you stay in a spiritual space, they touch their hearts. Wow. The wow, that's they, heavy. They love uh, it. Uh, 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 the new version of the Temptations, yeah. <laughs> I would love to see that if, in fact, you you you, you can circumstance permits. Could you just yeah take take the children doing that? I mean, just text text it to me just. To, we'll I mean, do, we'll see, do, we'll do. Yeah, we'll I see do. it already, but I would love to see we'll them do. doing it. I mean, it's so beautiful. We'll Thank do. you for sharing okay. that, and you know, you also sister brought up in that those lyrics. I, I call them the three W's. We can't get away from washing our hands. Watching our distances and wearing mm-hmm. our masks. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Right. Thank Staying you, Sister Juba. You're quite welcome. Beautiful. Yes. Oh, that was so deep. May Allah continue to bless you and your family, man. And likewise to you and Brother Rudolph. Take care. Thank you, sis. Beautiful. 
Brothers and sisters, we're at 526 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We thank Sister Juba for calling in. She's a constant and consistent listener and supporter of this program. We're eternally grateful, not only for the listeners, but for her contribution to this program. Praise be to Allah. Wasn't that beautiful, Brother Rudolph? Yes, sir. Brother Yusuf. Okay, I, I got it. I got it. Okay. The um, HBCU that was closed here in Michigan, it was the Lewis College of Business. Okay. And that got was it. the only historically black college in the state of Michigan, and it was closed. But it's um, being reopened. Um, um, yeah, it's being it reopened as we speak to be a college of design for designers. That that that's it. Well, may Allah bless you, brother, with you know getting that proposal to the right people that they may uh, consider and understand the need for disaster preparedness. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Praise yes, be sir. to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. Mm-hmm. That was so beautiful. Uh, oh, Sister man. She, Juba, it, it, thank you man. again. She, she thank you, thank you. Yeah. In that I'm spiritual wondering. space with their hands over their hearts. I can see it without seeing it. It's so beautiful. Right. <laughs> I wonder, and I'm just throwing this out there over the airways, I just wonder if my beautiful wife is somewhere out there listening to us as she is driving to and from uh, her patient's homes. My wife, she's um, a chaplain, and she does home care for um, hospice, um, people on hospice. And so she's constantly out there on the road going from city to city here in Michigan, um, you know, trying to bring spiritual care and doing her spiritual first aid and psychological first aid to not just the patients, but the families of the patients that are on hospice for various reasons throughout the uh, state of Michigan. So I just wanted to throw that out there, just throw out a shout-out to her, uh, um, you know, because she is, the wind beneath my wings. She is my constant reminder. She's my nurse. And, you know, I just wanted to, you know, say that I love her and appreciate her because she's a wife. She's a mother. She's, of course, an MGT. She's a student in school. She's a working woman. She's a community activist, all rolled up into one. You know, so she's doing the damn thing, and I just want her to know it's not, it doesn't go on deaf ears, even though we may not show our or say our appreciation verbally every day. We appreciate you, Sister Sia, for all that you do, and you come on home, girl, because I got a hot cup of caramel swirl coffee waiting for you. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That's love. That's love on top shelf. That's love yes, and sir. satisfied. Uh 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 what's my man 
uh, John Coltrane, uh, a love supreme. That's a oh, love man. supreme. Yes, you called sir. her all those attributes, but you forgot to call her because I'm supposed to say it. I'm happy to call her my sister. Praise yes, be sir. to Allah, the Lord of the worlds, for love supreme. And shout out to my wife. Praise be to Allah, Sister That's Sharon, right. and my family for her sacrifice, for all that she does as well. That's well, right, to my sister. sister. We're in the that's last yeah, that's, not, that's, that's Brother Yusuf's wife, but that's my sister, Sister Sharon. That's my... right. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, 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 beautiful. Well, brothers and sisters, we're at 531. We pray that you're enjoying uh, this week's program. We're coming back. We're just trying to get our, our legs back. Our sea legs right. back has been a, a right. few days since we've been on the air live, but uh, we're eternally grateful for this opportunity. Again, I was talking about Happy Holy Day of Atonement, the uh, anniversary of the Million Man March, and five years after that was the Million Family March. That's five right. years after that was the Millions More Movement. And 20 years after the Million Man March was 10, 10, 15, justice or else. Or else. And here we are. With the Atonement order. is still necessary. Here That's we right. are. Black men still need to pledge to Almighty God himself to do better by their wives, their mothers, their parents, their children, their grandchildren. Here we are. Second Chronicles 7 and 14 still in effect. So we thank the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad before him for giving us such jewels. And you talk about a just-in-case medicine cabinet, not just for COVID, but not just vitamins and supplements, but just to sustain our life to get us to the next day knowing who the all-wise, true, and living God is, and that there is an enemy that we have to gird up our loins for. There is an enemy outside. Yeah, we're going, we started off dealing with the inner me, but there is an enemy who does not yes, want sir. to see us be better fathers, be better grandfathers, be better husbands be better children to our parents. There is an enemy now. Don't get it twisted. You have to know. It takes a champ to deal with a chump, but you got to know both <laughs> exist. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You see, by his grace and mercy. I mean, look, after the million more movement. That's when the Black Family Summit was established, 25 black national organizations coming together to assist our community as it related to what we saw, how our people were impacted in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. Right. And look what's happening today. New Orleans is still being impacted, right, by what happened, what, a month or two ago. That's right. And then two years after that, the earthquake in Haiti. Yes, sir. We were activated to go to Haiti to do what we could. But look what's happening today. 
quagmire of right. how we said before, uh, Brother Rudolph, you mentioned the temptations, ball of confusion. Oh, man. Between the assassination of their prime minister or president a month or two ago, the earthquake, Haiti's still in need of supplies, resources, prayers. New Orleans still in need supplies, resources, prayers. Flint, Benton Harbor, Detroit still in need of prayers, resources, supplies. Yes, sir. And the yes, band sir. played on. Good God from heaven. There you go. There you go. You know what? We have to understand at some point, I think we'll get it, that we are the answer to our situation. We right. constantly are looking outward for some benevolent white man to come in and save us from what's going on when that's not the answer. The answer is the unity of the family. When we pull our tools and fuels together, then we come up with the resources necessary to heal our own community. We have the bomb that's in Gilead. Mm. to heal the sin-sick soul. We do have the balm that makes the wounded whole. And, you know, as the, as the whispers said, it's a love thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's love. Love is the key to it all. But first, we must first love ourselves before we can love anyone else. So, but ourselves individually and ourselves collectively. And when we do that, then we will show others that we are civilized human beings because we take care of our own. I just just said that. That was on my mind. So I'm at that age now. When it pops into my mind, I got to say it before I forget. (laughs) What comes up comes out. Yes, sir. Understood. (laughs) Critically important. As the Bible said, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Those who have eyes to see, let them see. Praise Hmm. be to Allah. I'm telling you, look, open your eyes, brothers and sisters, and tune your ears so you know what you see and understand what you hear. I'm telling you, those... uh, as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has said in the past, and I quote, those who are scripturally prepared to know that it is prophesied that we would be living in a time of wars and rumors of war, pestilence, famine, quakes in diverse places. We are witnessing terrifying disasters afflicting the peoples of the world. And those disasters are now afflicting the United States of America. Believing that those prophecies will be fulfilled, it is our duty to learn as much as we can on disaster preparedness, 
and to do all we can to prepare the American people and our people in particular for coming disasters. Quote, unquote, from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And this quote, I, I know, is over 10 years old. It's almost as if, you know, and this is just me talking, I refer to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan as the eyewitness news in advance. That's right. That's right. And you don't have to take my word for it. Just study his words. The man has been preaching the word of God for over 65 years. That is longer than I am old. Yes, sir. Look, he's been called many things. But to my knowledge, he's never been called a liar. Right. And that says it all. Brother Rudolph and I, we just, you know, in the Holy Quran, I believe it's the 61st verse, Brother Rudolph, the 14th chapter. Excuse me, the 61st verse and the 14th ayah. 61st is called the ranks. And in that 14th ayah, it says, who are my helpers in the cause of Allah? And that's all we're trying to do, brothers and sisters. Just be helpers. That's right. And encourage you to do the same. But it has to start with yourself. Self-examination self-analysis, self-correction. And then once you begin with self-branch out to those who you live with, if you live with other family members, friends, colleagues, and then branch out to your neighborhood. Go see what they're doing in terms of preparing themselves for disaster preparedness. And if not, then spark a conversation and see where you can start together because, you know, this disaster preparedness piece is not about individuals. It's about community partnership, community investment, and community, you add whatever word you want to add. It's involvement is what I'm trying to say, involvement, investment, and partnership. And once you realize that, then you'll be better prepared. You won't wait for something to happen because if the truth be told, things are happening as we speak. Right. You and yes, I sir. are meeting on this Friday from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock p.m. every week, but things are happening as we speak. And if we wait until next Friday to get an update of the landscape and we don't do anything from Friday to Friday, then... I mean, as my father would say, Brother Rudolph, the life that you save may be your own. May be your own. Right. You That's know? right. And an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I thought my father had said that. I thought he was that brilliant, only to find out that was uh, – that was, uh, and he was that brilliant. Don't get me – don't get it twisted. Oh, yeah. But until I did my own research, I found out that that was uh, Benjamin Franklin. Good God from heaven. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yes, my right. father certainly believed in that, enough. and so did your my mother. Was, and they birthed me into this world, so I got know. it, honestly. Then when I right. ran into a brother like Brother Rudolph up in New York, I said, man, he's speaking the same language I'm speaking. And I just, you know, gave this man the greetings until he said, well, brother, 
Would you like to work with me on workshops? I was like, I'm not worthy. He said, Oh, yes, you are. And here we are. And here we are. Later, right. On right. the Gas Awareness for Community Preparedness, just trying to spread the good word, the good news in the vineyard because we realize none of us are promised our next breath. Brother Rudolph? Yes, sir. You know, from the Holy Quran, you know, and me not being one of those scriptural scientists not being one of those, um, um, what do they call them, the, uh, those persons of Scripture that can quote, you know, verse and chapter. That, that's not me. That's not me. But I did hear that it says in the Holy Quran, and I did read it, that it says, and had we not raised men to repel men, the earth would have been overwrought with wickedness. And we're just some of those repelling agents that we're going to be out here and we're going to hurl truth at falsehood until we knock out its brain. And we're going to fight for you, the listening audience, to ensure that you can get the truth and nothing but the truth, so help us God. And uh, what you do with it, we're not responsible for that, but we are responsible with giving you a clear message, and that's what we yeah. promise you, and that's what we're going to do. And in saying that, let me say this before we get off the air this week. Um, we're going into flu season, so now this thing is going to get real convoluted because people are going to have all kinds of symptoms and they're going to be spazzing out because right away, the first thing that's going to pop into their mind is, you got the Rona. You got the Rona. Yeah, you're in Ronaville, USA now. You're so, you got a sore throat. You got Rona. Your nose running. You got Rona. Well, you may and you may not. What I'm going to say to you is that, remember, flu season is upon us now. It's imperative that we take care of ourselves and that, we seek medical attention when we need to seek it and don't be afraid of the boogeyman about the bill. But also, don't go live up in the hospital, in the emergency rooms, because that's where you will catch the icky boo biters. Because mm-hmm. it's floating around in the emergency rooms. Let, let me tell you something, people. The average wait time in emergency rooms now, it's between 8 and 12 hours. And that's to be seen. That's not in the emergency room. That's in the waiting room. So you go to the hospital and you speak to the registrar and you tell them what your issue is and they give you the clipboard, you fill out the paperwork, and you go have a seat. And then four hours later, you're still having a seat because they haven't even called you in to triage you yet, because there's so many people there. And the way things work at the hospital, it doesn't matter whether you go in by ambulance or car. It does not matter. They, we treat you based on what your medical condition is. So you can say what you want to say, but when we do that initial triage, if it's not showing that you're in distress, then you will have a seat out there with the rest of the hacking, coughing, snotting, sneezing uh, uh, um, dragons that are out there spewing and spreading uh, all kind of disease 
in that little waiting room that everybody is sitting in. So what I'm I'm saying all of that to say this. Go to the hospital when you need to go to the hospital. However, you should have a primary care physician that you should have an intimate one-on-one relationship with. You should be so comfortable with your private doctor that you can say anything to them, tell them anything. And if that's not the relationship you have with your doctor, you need to interview more doctors. You need a better doctor. Because a lot of the stuff people go to the emergency room for, it could be taken care of in your doctor's office if we used our doctor the way they're supposed to be used and stop using the emergency room as a doctor's office. When you go to the hospital for in the emergency room, all we're going to deal with Regardless of what you say, regardless of what story you tell, we are only going to address the life-threatening issue that brought you to the emergency room, and then you're going to be discharged. So if you came in there for a long-term problem, you're going to leave with that same long-term problem because we're not addressing it. So understand that. The The emergency room is not the doctor's office and you will not be seen for chronic or get treatment for chronic conditions. You will only get treatment for the emergency that brought you into the area. Second, when you go to the emergency room, make sure, make sure that you have a list of Make sure that you have a list of the medications you take, the frequency you take them, the the strength of the medications. Make sure that you have that stuff with you because it makes a difference. It makes a difference. When you're going to the doctor's office, take someone with you if you can. And the reason that my wife and I stress this is because when you're a patient, you can't possibly remember everything that's being said to you by your physician. So it's always good to have a second set of ears there to hear the things that you will not be focusing on and can't possibly hear because you're focused on something else. You should make sure you have your medical advanced directives in order. Who will speak for you when you cannot speak for yourself? You need to have an advanced directive. Who is going to be your medical proxy? Who? We're not talking about power of attorney. That's something totally different. But it's along the same line. It's someone that you're giving the authority to make decisions for you if you're incapacitated and cannot make them for yourselves. And make no mistake about it, people. Listen to me good. When you check into these hospitals now under COVID, you cannot have visitors in the areas with you. So if you can't speak for yourself, you are now the property of whatever institution you just went in, and you are the guinea pig of the student the residents, the fellows, 
and all those training people that are in there to do what they want with you because you cannot do for yourself. Be careful, people. Be careful. Be careful. Brother Yusuf, I just had to get that out. No, that's critically important, Brother Rudolph. I'm glad you did, brother. Uh, I'm going to, in these last 10 minutes, uh, make a few announcements, public service announcements, and then uh, we'll, we'll close out because we're in our last nine minutes. And, again, we pray that what we've shared with you has been beneficial to you. Uh, my first announcement is actually coming out of uh, the Department of Homeland Security Center for Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships, which is a part of Homeland Security and FEMA. It says to join us for our webinar on Tuesday, October 19th at 2 p.m., engaging in partnership with the Department of Homeland Security, Safety and Security Resources for Faith and Community Leaders. Uh, it's coming out of the White House There'll be presenters from the Office of the Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships, um, Civil Rights and Civil Liberties uh, will be represented. There'll be Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency there, the Department of Homeland Security Center for Prevention Programs and Partnerships and something called the Blue Campaign. If you're interested in being a part of this seminar on Tuesday, October 19th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can go to partnerships at FEMA, F-E-M-A, dot D-H-S dot gov. Again, spelled out, partnerships, P-A-R-T-N-E-R-S-H-I-P-S at FEMA, dot dhs dot gov that's uh the first announcement um public service announcement then this weekend uh it's also uh in addition to the anniversary of the million man march um there's a organization called the uh excuse me a case for, uh, this is the Community Healing Network, pardon me, the Community Healing Network. Our dear sister founder and president, Enola Aird, um, she uses a quote from Dr. Maya Angelou, take a day to heal from the lies you've been told and the ones you've told yourself, quote, unquote. Wow. That's from Dr. Maya Angelou, but that's a quote from, the uh, Community Healing Network, they're having a conference this weekend. It began today, right on through Sunday. Their theme is putting, you go that word again, Brother Rudolph, time, time for healing at the top of the global black community's agenda. So it's yes, going sir. on as we speak. Uh, there's a program tomorrow. And uh, when it talks about cultural conversation, they're going to present a panel consisting of blacks who will deepen our understanding of emotional damage caused by the light of white by the lie, pardon me, of white superiority and black inferiority, and what we can and must do to repair that damage. 
they will help equip us uh, to be able to make the case, they call it emotional reparations, in simple terms, with our families, friends, and colleagues. Sounds like an addendum to the Million Man March to me, right? Yeah, so that's a that's another announcement I wanted to make. Shout out to uh, Enola Aird, the founder and president of the Community Healing Network, which is a part of the Black Family Summit that came out of the mind of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And thanks to Dr. Ron Daniels of the Institute of the Black World 21st Century and Baba Leonard Dunstan, the convener of the Black Family Summit, the President Emeritus of the National Association of Black Social Workers Incorporated. Um, Again, uh, coming out of the Nation of Islam every Friday, we have our study groups by way of Zoom virtually. You can go to NOI.org and be a a part of the study group, national study group, self-improvement, the basis for community development. Uh, beginning tonight, uh, 7.30 Eastern time or wherever you are, whatever your time zone is, you can tune in and be a part of um, what is being studied now, study guide number 19, the knowledge of God. All of these things will help us with disaster awareness for community preparedness. So I just wanted to offer those three. I don't know if anything's coming out of Chicago tomorrow probably is. Keep our ear to the ground uh, relative to uh, something that has to do with the Million Man March being uh, this weekend's anniversary, Holy Day of Atonement. Uh, I believe that's it, uh, Brother Rudolph. We're at 556. I just want to thank Almighty God for giving me this opportunity to uh, come back together with my brother, and with my Black Hole Radio family, thank you, Sister Yvette, Brother Forrest, and all those who assist you. Thank your family for their sacrifice that we could be back here giving these public service announcements and offering the information Almighty God Allah gave us to give to everyone who's listening. Thank you for our listening audience, and Lord willing, uh, next week, Next Friday, same time, same station, from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we can revisit all of the uh, things that's going on in the world. Lastly, this was the other thing. Brother Rudolph mentioned when the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said on July 4th, this was actually in the year 2020. It's been over a year now in what is called the Criterion about we should not take the vaccines. I humbly suggest that you go back and view the criteria. It's critically important for our healing. News in advance. Eyewitness news in advance. Number two, if you get the opportunity, on May 11th of this year, what was shown was a concert by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan playing the violin tribute to Ludwig von Beethoven. Healing, healing, healing. If you get an opportunity, go view that and listen to that. If you get an opportunity, find the playback of the press conference by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. He delivered on September 16th 
after what is infamously known as 9-11, September 11, 2001. Go back to his press conference and see what he said about national and international affairs and weigh that and measure that to what actually happened since then. And lastly, he gave an installation to a young minister at uh, Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church in Chicago, Reverend Reginald Sharp. If you get an opportunity, view that as well for your spiritual. As Brother Rudolph said, there's a bomb in Gilead. To heal the sin-sick soul, there's a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. So, again, I thank you, and I could never thank Almighty God enough for allowing me to serve in this capacity. I love you. Thank you, Brother Rudolph, for allowing me to be your brother. Assalamu alaikum. The floor is yours, sir. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you, sir. And, yes, in closing, I just wanted to say uh, happy birthday anniversary uh, to our brother, Brother Reginald Muhammad from Austin, Texas. He's the husband of our sister, Captain Christina, and they're doing a marvelous work down there in Texas um, showing how to do for self and coming. They're getting it ready. And I just wanted to let him know that, you know, we're thinking about him on his birth anniversary, and we have not forgotten about them, and we're going to get them on now that we're back up and running so that they can talk about what they're doing as much as we can put it out. So we don't want to put everything out because of the time that we're living in. Um but we want them to know that um, we appreciate all of their struggle and what they're doing, and we'll uh, get them right. there as soon as possible. But happy birthday anniversary. Enjoy it. Another, another uh, year around the sun, brother. And just, um, you know, know that there's wisdom there that you have acquired, even though you're not focusing on it. So take a minute and reflect where you were last year this time versus where you are now. And, again, to everyone, Sister Juba, thank you, uh, our longtime listener and supporter. Um, he's always on with us, always adding right. to the fabric of what we're doing. And, again, yeah. to our engineers, Brother Forrest, Sister Yvette, thank you for providing this opportunity for us so that we can get out here and do what it is we do. Thank you again, and Brother Jason and your staff for providing a medium for us to do what it is we do. And we just want everybody else to know that Well, of all times to drop, family, Brother Rudolph maybe does not know. But, again, we thank you for your support. Lord willing, we'll be back next week, same time, same station. May God continue to bless you, as they say in the church, while we're absent one from another. This we ask in the Creator's name. Amen. Assalamu alaikum.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.